what are some different monetization strategies in open source that you know that you're thinking about here? Uh, I've I've heard some different ones like you know selling licenses to the source, so it's not necessarily open source, but it can be having like open core models with like closed source licensing things like that. I know Max over here has uh, something called Bedrock, which is not necessarily open source, right? Like. But it's that no, same type of like product. community development where you're giving out software, but you're getting something in return, in this case, money. But what are some other things that may help? Because I don't know, personally, like I just think companies are always so busy with their own roadmaps. They don't necessarily take the time to respect and realize that they have to throw a bit of their Series A funding back into Webpack or whatever. What's the best way, you think, or what would work for you? Absolutely. Well, great question. And I've been uh, fighting, you know, trying to solve this question myself for the last few years. Um, so you mentioned OpenCore. OpenCore is like a great way of potentially funding open source. One of the problems with it is it it detracts from the open source, right? Like if there's something that you offer in your OpenCore functionality, the, the bit that is paid then you probably aren't going to want to merge someone's pull request that adds that same feature to the open source project. Like it's it's not aligning that incentive. So I don't really like it for that reason. We actually have one paid plugin for PostgreSQL at the moment. So like, you know, I'm not staunchly completely adverse to it, but it's a much, it doesn't bring in anywhere near as much as the actual sponsorship, which, you know, sponsorship is the purest way to fund open source. Like you sponsor someone, they can work on the project and that's it. There's not really anything else expected of them than to work on the open source. And it's so pure. The incentives are aligned. If a sponsor comes to you with a problem, you're going to want to help folks that problem, right? But you also have all these other sponsors and you're not going to want to upset them. So you will always try and make the best decisions for the whole ecosystem. And I think that is great. Like it aligns those incentives. OpenCore doesn't so much because it basically says, here's this thing we have to keep back because this is how the company makes money. And I, I don't think that's ideal. There's so many other ways of potentially funding open source. So there's like support, for example. We have tried support at Graphart. I can tell you... 2% of our income comes from our support contracts at the moment, 2%. <laughs> Very small amount. I hate to undercut my own business, but like no one uses it because PostgreSQL works, right? It, it almost like it makes, again, misaligned incentives. It makes you want to insert bugs into your code so that you can get people to need support for it. Um, that's but that's, that's not, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. You want to make the best software you can make. So support really doesn't make sense. There's contracting and consultancy, which I obviously do. But of course, those take time, right? We have to go and spend time with those clients, which is time I cannot spend on the open source. Um, and the solution there seems to be charge more, just keep charging more. And at some point, you know, you'll hit that ceiling, but then you can dedicate quite a lot of the income from that into the open source. And, you know, that's what I'm doing at the moment. That's our, our primary revenue stream is through um, consultancy and contracting. There's also like building services, like based on things. So like maybe a hosted service platform, but again, that takes time away from what you're building. So it's not always ideal. There is building a platform that is maybe ancillary, but related. And that can be great as well. But again, it takes time to build it. If it can keep bringing in revenue without requiring more time, fantastic. That's brilliant. You've, you, you know, you've hit the, the golden pot, as it were. But if it becomes super successful, like, why are you doing the open source? Um, maybe you should just focus on this <laughs> other thing. So again, it's like... If what you really want to do at the end of the day is the open source, the best way is sponsorship. And we need to encourage companies to support that because it enables 
passionate people such as myself to spend more time building this stuff that their companies are going to benefit from. Um, but yeah, there is a lot of different ways of trying it. I just, you know, the only way that is 100% pure that is aligned with the with regard to incentives and isn't going to make someone want to potentially go and follow a different path is just giving money to people who maintain open source and saying, here you go, here's a reward for what you're doing. Keep it up. I think that is an incredibly powerful thing to think about. I've never thought through all of those incentives. You're absolutely right that from an open source perspective, the purest form of being able to work on an open source project are sponsorships. Um, like I know Gatsby's doing, right? Gatsby's sponsoring open source projects that it relies on under the hood, right? And it's sponsoring those developers to work on them. And I think that's a model that really more companies should adopt and really help foster the development of the tools they rely on anyway, right? They're, they're, they're using them every single day. So why not help them become even better? Because you're going to benefit, right? In the end, you're going to have a better tool to rely on. 